Hey everyone, and welcome to the Space Between Podcast, getting you from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Vernon Ross, and whether it be in business, life, relationships, money, health, there's always a place, the place where you currently are, and that goal, that place you want to be. We're going to explore this space because it is fascinating, the journey between where you currently are and where you want to get to. Sometimes getting to that place you define as success, sometimes it's just the next step. I'm going to be talking to interesting people that have done amazing things in life. I'm going to be talking to everyday people because we're all everyday people. And I want to know at the end of the show, what's your in between. So definitely make sure to reach out to me. Let me know what that is. And we're going to go ahead and get into the show. Decision points. We all come to this place where we have to make a decision. What would you do if after years of training, going to school, after making mistakes early on in life, and you take a job, you train for this career to get you to a certain place that you want to be financially, and there's light, there's light at the end of the tunnel. You finish, you get to that point I mean, you get there, you're there, you're walking down the, on the stage at graduation, you get your degree, you're out, you're applying for jobs, and then it hits you. Is this really what I want to do? Is this really what I want to do? Is this really where I want to go? Interesting enough that someone's in between and they're going for it. Despite the fear, despite the anxiety that comes with it, and despite every other challenge that's going to come from that. And so today we're going to talk about decision points, where you come up with the answers to get you to the next level, to make the decision to move forward or to not move forward. So the question is, how do you make a good decision? I mean, there's so many different ways to make a decision and to come up with the thing that you should actually do. And I I don't think there's really a good way for everyone to come up with, what do I do next? And how do I make this decision? But in doing some research, like I do, and going down some internet rabbit holes, I did find that there are actually some methodologies to making good decisions. Some of them you're going to know, you know, the the five-step decision process where you you state the problem and then you gather a bunch of information, you consider the consequences, you make the decision, then you evaluate the decision. That's great, but it's never that simple. So one of the ways that I like to think or the methodology I like to use for making the decision is does the decision feel right? So when when you're thinking about, you know, how do I how do I make this next step? For instance, the example that I gave at the beginning, that was actually um, a DM that I got on Instagram. I didn't want to reveal too much about it because I don't want to reveal the person, but it's interesting that you go through all this these things. You know, you you take the steps. 
and you, you, you do the thing and then you do the next thing and do the next thing to get you to the next thing to put you in position to do something. But then right when you're about to do it, you sometimes question, is this really the right thing for me? It's not that it's the wrong thing. And a lot of people don't quite understand, well, if it's making money, then it's the right thing. And that's not necessarily true. It has to be the right thing for you. And so one of the, one of the problems I think that people run into is that we linger in the space between making a decision and a commitment and walking away from a decision or not making the decision. So what do you do? Often I get the question, and I've asked this question you know, before, when is the right time to quit one thing and go to the next? Usually, you know, well before, like well before the time it is to leave whatever the situation, whether it be a relationship, uh, in particular a job, something like that, since we're kind of focusing on career, you generally know when it's time to leave, when you lose interest or your interests um, have gone somewhere else or they're on a new thing or you've changed as a person after a number of years and being someplace. And now you've gotten things, you've gotten the, the retirement benefits or, you know, some other type of monetary compensation to keep you there. And I call them fancy employee retention programs because they're they're designed to entice you to stay, to not make a decision to leave and pursue other things because there is no guarantee. I was actually talking to a friend about sales and they hated the fact that they had to sell things in their job. I mean, their job, they were a salesperson, they were a retail salesperson and they took the job for money. But they also, you know, they want to get into real estate and, and some of the other things that they they have goals for, but real estate in particular was something that they really wanted to do. And I'm like, you do understand that real estate is the process of selling a home. <laughs> so you're going to have to get with the sales program. But they didn't see it as the same thing because they saw the home as valuable. The thing they were currently selling in retail, they didn't really see as valuable. They almost saw it as a luxury item and so they didn't think that it was important enough for them to give the attention to to actually focus on selling. And they weren't looking at the entire picture of the value and what it was and the, the value of the service that they were actually delivering. So they hated it. And they, they hated the uncertainty in it and the actual salesmanship of it. And so when I started, you know, to probe and ask questions about, you know, your selling process and and the whole nine of, of how do you sell the thing that you sell, there was a point in the conversation where they said something that stuck with me, and it was, I really want this to be guaranteed. I know how much I get paid, but I want the sales to be guaranteed. I want to know that, yes, at the end of the day, I'm going to sell this many. I don't like the risk. I hate the fact that there's uncertainty in this and part of my salary is commission. And I don't 
know that I that this is right for me because I don't feel comfortable with it because there's no guarantee in it. Which was amazing to me because there's no guarantee of, of anything, really, with any job or even if, you know, you own your own business, there's no guarantee you're going to, you know, get clients, make deals, close deals, be working at a place the next day <laughs> if, you know, circumstances change. But I thought it was fascinating that they wanted a guarantee of salary or of sales. And so the question I asked, I'm like, well, why did you take the position? I mean, you did understand what it involved, right? And the answer was, I did, but it pays a really decent amount of money per hour for what it is that I'm doing, but I really hate the selling part of it. And so I think when you come to things like that, you have to make the decision sooner to get out, either to get in or get out. But once you get in, you got to go all the way in and you got to give it 100% effort. And I'm not saying that you can't expect for things to be difficult and that you make the decision to leave when things are difficult. Actually, I think you do the opposite or you should do the opposite is you focus more and you try to really push to get to the point of where you define your success in that venture. But you have to make the decision quickly and you have to weigh the decision based on what's best for you and how it makes you feel. Because I often think that people just don't consider their feelings and how they feel past the moment. Because I think that's the, the biggest thing is you, you, you're always going to be a little nervous when you make a decision at that moment. But when you think past the moment, how am I going to feel in three months, six months, a year? Is this something that I can commit to for five years, 10 years? Is this really what I want to do? Is this really where I want to go? Is this really who I want to stay with? Am I doing the things that I really want to be doing? And are the decisions I'm making impacting me in a positive way or in a negative way? And on the other side of that, I think that when you start think, when you start asking that question, then the next like logical question for me is, does it support the people around me? Does it support my family? Or does it jeopardize my family? Does it put my family in a situation that I don't want them to be in, whether it be a lifestyle situation or whatever it is, does it put them in a compromising position that I don't think they need to be in? Would my decision sit well with my family? Now, what that means for me is, is it going to impact my family negatively? That's not saying that you need to ask for permission from anyone to do what's right for you, because that's not, not what I'm saying at all. I absolutely think you don't need to ask permission to make decisions that are right for you, married or not. Your decisions about the way you go and the direction that you go in and the things that you do professionally are your decisions because you're the one that has to live with it. You can get opinions, and those opinions can weigh on your decision, but ultimately, you have to make the decision, and then you have to live with the consequences of that decision. So when you do 
you have to make it with no noise. You have to make the decisions that are best for you, the decisions that are in your gut, but making sure and keeping in mind the impact that it has to the people that are around you. And then the other one, the last thing, or one of the other ways that I shouldn't say the last thing, but one of the other ways that I make decisions, uh, there's an old thing called the newspaper test. And it basically says, hey, will this decision that I'm making, if it was front page news, if it was on the front page of the newspaper, would it be something that I would be proud of? Would it be something that I would not mind anyone seeing or anyone knowing about? And if it's not, then you probably should not. So it's it's often um, when my girls were, were growing up, when they were smaller, and uh, before my grandmother passed, what I would say is make sure that whatever you're doing when you're with your friends, when you're not standing in front of us, you would be okay with your grandmother seeing. And now I'm like, if you can't, do it in front of me if you can't say what you need to say in front of me if you wouldn't type what you're typing on your phone and text messages in front of me you probably shouldn't be typing that that's a good gauge for whether or not you want to make a decision to do a dumb thing and I have to say as a dad I'm actually I'm super proud of my 16 year old she made some great decisions here recently um totally with no pressure from me, but she made the right decisions. And I I was just super proud of her because she did a very mature thing in making the right decisions to do the right thing when she was faced with following her friends and doing something that probably would have turned out silly, not necessarily dangerous or anything, just not what they were supposed to be doing. And you know how kids are, and they're going to do the things that they're not supposed to do, but she made a good decision. And it was one of those things where she was like, no, because if you found out, I, there was no way for me to explain it. And so she used the test. Well, look, if I can't do it in front of you and if, if it's not something that I'm going to ask for, I'm not going to do it. And when you're making an important decision about your career or wherever you're going in life, it's much of the same. You know, would you, would you be proud of the decision that you make? And if you're not, you probably shouldn't be making that decision. And that is one of the ways that I use to measure how I'm making decisions. And lastly, and not necessarily in this order, I mean, these these processes can be in whatever order fits your lifestyle, but do your homework. And that's that, that does not mean analysis paralysis. That just means do your homework. Um, understand what it is that you're getting into and what it means for you. Look to some experts in the field that you're that you're pursuing or the thing that you're doing, um, the thing you're interested in, and find out how they have achieved success in those things so you can model the behavior. I'm not saying copy the people that have gone before you, but definitely model the behavior because if a thing's already been done and there are people that you can talk to, you can at least get opinions about the thing. So if you're a coach and you're going into a coaching business, reach out to some successful coaches and find out, hey, what are the five things you wish you knew before you started your coaching practice? Or if you're a marketer like I am or and you're getting into digital or you do video or uh, SEO, search engine optimization, or you're a writer, 
talk to other successful writers, reach out to them and say, hey, what are some, if you had to do it all over again, what are the three mistakes that you made that you would not want to make? And how did you make the decisions to move forward in your career? Or how did you make the decision to do this versus that? It's never a bad idea to get the opinions of other people, at least to to get a baseline. To number one, understand that you're not crazy. You're not the only person who's walked away from a career, who's changed careers, um, who's done something different because their heart told them to, because they felt a call to do it. Much like I feel about podcasting. Um, podcasting is one of those things where it's a, it's a calling. It's something that I'm drawn to. And you know, a lot of it, especially the interview portion of it, it's, it's very selfish. I get a chance to learn from some of the most amazing people on the planet that are doing things. And each individual that I talk to has something very unique about them, for the most part, that I pick up and I learn and I experience through the, the process of the, of the interview and the conversation. And it's just a feeling that is hard to explain and definitely something that is a calling that I absolutely love. And so I know that it's the right thing because it feels like the right thing. So you know when you're making a decision, if it's right, it feels right. So earlier in the conversation, in this reflection, I was thinking about a person that sent me that DM on Instagram. And, you know, you go through a program and you finish your master's degree. And then you're, you, you get to that point where, you know, like, this, this thing that I'm doing on the side is really what I want to be doing even though I've spent all this money and done all this stuff and I've got this career right in front of me, this is really the thing. And sometimes you just got to go for it and you got to make the decision, make it quick. And on a side note, when you make quick decisions and you're definitive about those decisions, the highest performers, the highest achievers in the world they fail more often than anyone else because they make decisions quicker and they know when to leave things alone. Like I was saying earlier, we tend to linger. We tend to linger in things that we want to be successful because we want them to be successful. We want to make sure that the thing that we start takes off. But when it's not taken off and you're still holding on and you've actually done everything that you can do, to try to make the thing successful. There's a couple things. You might not be good at that thing. You may have chosen a market that just is not ready. You might be too early to the market. Maybe you didn't do your research. Maybe you didn't find out what the demand was for what it is that you're doing. Maybe it just doesn't feel right and you thought it was going to feel right, but it doesn't actually feel right. And you feel like you're wasting your time, but you keep holding on because... I think as human beings, we are built to hope and to want things to be better and to make things better and to be able to succeed at whatever it is that we try. Because from a very early age, we're usually told, hey, you can do anything you want if you try and you work hard enough. But sometimes you have to know when the time is to make the decision that you need to walk away from the thing that it is that you started 
because it's just not viable anymore. Doesn't have anything to do with scale. It may just be that this is not the thing you need to be doing and you need to focus your efforts on something else. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. So guys, let me know what you think. In these solo episodes, these little reflections on a particular topic, uh, you know, I'll spend a little bit of time just talking about something that I came across generally in the week. I was actually in the process of recording this episode, and then I got that DM, and it just changed exactly what it was that I wanted to talk about. So I wanted to get my thoughts together about that. Uh, This is going to be a weekly show. As it's kicking off, I'm um, researching music and format and everything else because this podcast, it was just a decision. It was a decision that I made to start. I've been thinking about it for a long time and had not made a decision. And so I thought decision points would be a good subject just to kind of talk about and explore at least a little bit on how I go about making decisions. And, you know, honestly, sometimes when I fail to make decisions, things like launching a podcast almost two years after you had the idea happens. Uh, Even when I launched the Social Strategy Podcast, that podcast, it took me eight months to actually launch it because I thought about it too long. I researched too much. Uh, I spent too much time on equipment and everything else other than sitting down and hitting record, which is one of the things I tell people when I help them with their podcast. Uh, as you guys may or may not know, if you're new to the show, you probably don't know this, but I do a lot of podcast coaching and helping people to launch and develop their podcast, the content for their podcast, and and get a successful launch to you know, go down that podcast runway, as I call it, and launch your launch your show. Um, most of the time it's with, you know, businesses, uh, medium-sized businesses and some enterprise clients who they want to build out a podcast for, you know, either internal communications or they're enhancing their brand or, you know, the many reasons that people podcast. But that's one of the first things we talk about is we cannot make this a long process. We've got to get in and the amount of time allocated and we got to launch a show and we got to start recording and we got to get this content out there. So no excuses on the recording. I want you to record as soon as possible. If we can set it up for the day that we meet for them to be recording, that's what I want them to do. No matter what they have to record on, whether they have equipment or not, I just want them to get recording. If it's going to be a solo show, if they're going to set up interviews, we start doing that right away before everything else is done. It's just to, it's to get them in the mode of actually taking action towards that goal to get the thing done. Because just too often we take too long to make decisions. And, you know, I'm getting better at it. I'm, I make decisions a lot quicker now than I used to, which is why this podcast launched when it did at Podcast Movement. Um, just to get it done. <laughs> to get it done, I got it done, got it published, it got accepted. And here we are, episode number two. Uh, All the episodes are not going to be these reflections. Um, They're going to be some interview-based podcasts. I'm actually trying to line up a very special guest that I really want to launch the first round of guest interviews with. I'm just waiting to hear back. Um, They travel a lot. So it is hard to get them nailed down in one place where we can get a good connection. 
So this one may be one of those, hey, I'm sorry, it's over a phone, guys, but this is the content was so good that we had to do it this way. So I'll let you guys know um, that one's going to be coming up. We may actually, well, we, me, <laughs> I may end up um, doing an, an interview with someone else. And it's not like it's going to be a Constellation interview. But if this guest doesn't come through, and I don't want to share it yet until I know for sure it's not going to happen, but I'm looking forward to it happening. So I'm not even going to jinx it. It's happening. Look for the interview within the next week. As soon as I know the interview is going to happen, I'm going to go ahead and announce it uh, so that you guys can be excited about it. And then we'll start putting some um, some interview content up here. But until then, I'll probably do a, uh, at least maybe two more reflections on subjects and then they'll be sprinkled throughout the podcast and of course i'm not going to talk about the show and the the plans for the show every podcast but since it's new and this is a brand new episode and it's episode number two early on in the show i want to get people to uh i want to get you guys to know about it thank you so much for the people that have started supporting the show already i already got a five-star review on itunes so i am like super happy about that because that was uh that was unexpected from episode number one. So, yeah, I am thrilled. And I am going to tell you, um, Raina. Ra- yeah, Raina. And, you know, it's, it's bad. I say people's first names so little. <laughs> but she left, me, she left me a five-star review on iTunes. And uh, we've actually spoken. And they reached out to me um, from Patrice Washington's podcast, uh, the Redefining Wealth podcast, great podcast. Definitely go subscribe to that podcast, rate it and review it. Listen to some episodes. If you listen to my episode about answering the call, it's a great episode. Um, not for me saying it, but I th- I had a lot of fun with that episode, and I've gotten lots of great feedback from people that really love some of the things that came out in that interview. But uh, I want to go ahead, get out of here, guys. I uh, will talk to you in the next episode which should be dropping um trying to nail down a day i was going to do these on fridays but i'm i don't think i like the the friday vibe for posting a podcast so more than likely um every sunday evening you can catch this podcast this one is of course actually dropping officially on tuesday which is a possibility for the continued launch schedule so after this these first four podcasts You'll see more consistency in the show, and it will be dropping either on Sunday night or Tuesday night, Monday night, early Tuesday morning. So you have it fresh and ready in your podcatcher on your Tuesday morning drive. All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you in the next one.